Welcome, welcome, welcome to Adventures into Reality. I am your host, Andrew Bartz's Today, Kathy Ma is off. She will not be back for another week. So it is just me, 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 me today on the radio show. We will be open for callers in just a moment. So we're going to connect to everyone here and start with a little bit of an opening prayer. Today, I'm choosing to do things a little different. We are at a unique time in historical changes of our world, that prayer is needs an offering that needs to be fully a part of expressions when we're going into the sacred neutral expression. So in this ever-present unique moment of historical expression, we all choose to make this moment sacred enough within our own frequency, our own belief process, so that whatever energies are transmitted, transmuted, understood, or whatever alchemical process goes within each person's belief systems from observing the material allows to go into their deepest form of heart's core, so they may find heart space, living, and forgiveness within the uniqueness of themselves. With this prayer said is a prayer earned, and with each prayer earned, a new layer, a new understanding of the greatest forces of expression of creativity come to our frequency of unique creation of this moment. Thank you very much for everyone joining us on the radio show. And the first caller is going to be 801. Your name and where you're calling from? Hi, my name is Debbie Muir. Hi, Debbie. Where are you calling from today? From Park Salt City, Utah. Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Welcome to the show. How did you find out about the show? I found you through um, a Lyrian connection. I was watching something on YouTube, and I'm really new to you. Um, I found you about three months ago, and it's been life-changing doing the revocations. So what, what kind of stuff, life-changing stuff have you experienced? Um, the first night that I did the revocation, I did the masculine revocation and the feminine re- revocation, and I was in a, uh, I'm, I'm going through huge life changes right now, and um, after I did the revocations, I, I fell asleep, and I had a powerful dream where I was visited by everybody in my life that I had disagreement with, and they came to me, and they, they, um, they express their grievances with me. I had a, I had somebody that um, I just ended a uh, a business relationship with, and and that person stabbed me in the back, and I could feel my my skin opening up and my blood gushing out. The next one, I was visited by my sister, who I've, I'm ending some really deep religious. Um, ties with my family, and when I was explaining to my family about some of the issues that, um, the reasons why I was leaving that, the, the Mormon religion, she came and grabbed me by my throat in the dream and slid it. Um, I was visited by my ex-husband, who who I've had, you know, a lot of really tumultuous relationship with for 14 years, and um, we just divorced this year, and... Uh, and he, it was a very traumatic experience in the dream, too. And after they all cleared out of my house, um, my mother was the only one left. And I said, well, Mom, like, what do I do now? And she goes, now you're free. Now you can go and live the life you choose. Beautiful. And it was, it was such a powerful experience of, um, of taking my power back. And before the call today, I... I was out doing a sacred ceremony fire with um, 
ending that the business relationship with the, the this yoga studio that I was involved in. It was just a manifestation of my marriage. That was a manifestation of my of my um, religious ties. They they they've all tied together, and I've released it all. And I'm I'm shocked actually that I got through to you because this is the first time that I've tried calling in, and I'm really brand new to listening. Well, you have gone through the wheel of collars. <laughs> Let me tell you, the field of college has been a challenge, as many audience members knows, and it is in its own format when you have 300, 500, or 100 people calling in, all hitting redial fast and fast and fast and fast, and we only allow three to four callers through in a, in a show, you know, it, it goes through its own process. You made it through, and you shared an incredible story with us. So you're looking for the next layer of activation, what to do now that you've had these experiences and you know that you're free now? Yes, I'm, um, I, uh, I know I have a long history of being a human being, and I know that, that uh, in this lifetime I'm, I'm clearing out massive layers of my human experiences, and, and I'm, I'm ready for what's next. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. All right, so what year were you born? 74. What, what month? June. All right, now that you've reclaimed some of your personal authority to plan your own life, I'm going to use some of the imagery, being choked, being beaten, so on and so forth. Those were all of the contracts you were getting yourself out of, forced evolution and forced suppression. So those are the things you need to, let's say, heal the body traumas of. So the spirit can come and take up the space that the body traumas are holding. The, the, the spirit is, has these blockages where it can enter the fullness of your syndactic process because of the many years of suppression that has gone on. So the first and most important thing for you to do is to find someone that is a hands-on healer, one that can assist you at removing the mental and spiritual traumas of, 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 of the experience of the revocations the experience themselves relates to the decades to centuries that it took to create that pattern. You've broken the pattern with the first sets of contract removals. The next layer is healing it at such a labor that they become teacher spirits and no longer have any negative frequencies attached to them. They've taught you everything they needed to learn. So ceremony in conjunction with the healer. I will recommend cranial sacral therapy is the most effective at this point because the trauma of suppression is right to the neck and right to the tailbone. The tailbone is where your brain shares cranial sacral fluid with the sacronella that are in your sacrum that allows the fullness of your message to be translated to the allness of your body. This is the time of rejuvenation of the soul, reconnecting to the innocent and inner child, knowing full well there will be a parasympathetic side of you that is a self-defeatist and one that will say you will never treat success. Those will be those external projections from others who still want you to come back into the form of suppression. So it will call for ceremonial time that keeps the wall of sacredness up, that says you cannot exchange energy with me if you are forcing my evolution that is not within my divine co-creative right, that that ritual, that ceremony that you do has the fullness of your heart and forgiveness behind it. Forgiveness for you and forgiveness for them doing whatever it is they do is believed is right, but is not right within your divine co-creative power. 
Okay. Wow. You think you can start something like that? Is you know you can do that in ten minutes in a day. The, taking it all the simplest, lighting a candle and saying those words with power behind them. I am continuing my journey. You can no longer step on my journey. You no longer have steering or rudder control in which I choose my choice points or what direction I end up in. You just came out of the reincarnation grid by using those contract revocations in that form and format. And then you, the individual, allowed the experience to unfold so you can learn from it. Let no one take away from that victory. That is a moment of sacred victory. It must go down I in your deep in my bones. Yeah, yeah, in your hall of personal Akashic record victories. Yeah, it's been a big one. It's it's this has been a big, big, big lifetime for me of, of ending a lot of really old contracts. Um Especially, I've um, throughout this, my my thirteen year old daughter has chosen to not speak to me and live with her father full time, and uh, I've I've just been through trauma after trauma after trauma, um, but all it is doing is opening up my heart to to have so much love for myself and compassion for myself and trust in myself because I I know this journey is long and arduous, but it is worth it, and I have a lot to a lot to bring out. Um, after I'm clear and free of all of this. Okay. Are you familiar with me, the story of telling your story to the fire? Have you heard me talk about that before? I have, and I've been, I've been starting that. It's, it's getting cold and snowing here a lot in, in Utah, but I, I'm working with the fires and I'm working with the waters, and it is, I, it is such a sacred thing to begin talking to these elements again because um. Earth has got another guy. I'm I'm very connected to her, and and uh, to remember these parts of me and remember how to share with these beings again is it is profound, and and it's through your work that I'm finding myself again. And it's your sacred right to have that communication with the fire. No one can take that right away from you. So I know it is getting cold. What you can do. Um, for not for having a fire is get a, a charcoal grill. You can get those at Walmart, Kmart, any of those. That's not a gas grill, and you just put charcoal and some local wood that you pick twigs and stuff that could burn 20, 30, 40 minutes, and you can make that your fire podium. So if you need to have 20 minutes of reading a revocation out, even if it's in cold, you dress up warm layers. You put the twigs, the rocks, and you can buy just bright, plain old regular charcoal. Okay. That'll work too. It's a fire spirit. If you put the time, effort, and energy into the coals, into whatever twigs or small logs that you have, to burn there so that you can walk out to your magical podium, speak from power, and then eventually bring that energy back into your home where you have another method. You have a kitchen. Do you have a gas or an electric stove? It's a gas. Okay. You can put a big pot of water on that gas stove and get it to a boiling point. And that is just as effective as fire. That is now fire and water. Are you familiar yeah, how programmed water is? I am. In fact, I over my kitchen sink, I have a water altar where I've got five jars of, of water that, that um, are next to a window. 
and the kitchen sink, and I have crystals all around it, and I speak to the waters every morning. I have a, a little chime that I ring to in the morning. So anytime that I'm using the waters, I'm I'm speaking to it, I'm with it. It's also what I make my tea with in the morning time after it's been activated through the sun and and um, and yeah. uh, um, next to the other waters. It's, yeah. And uh, and I'm taking I'm, I'm taking ceremony with the teas that I drink in the morning too. Beautiful. This big pot of water is for you to begin to start your ancestral balance. The land that you live on is not necessarily in ancestral opposition. It's the living beings who are in ancestral opposition to you. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So you are going to be creating a soup of alchemy. And it can have bullion cubes in it. You can grind up an onion, whatever you want to put into it. Ultimately, what you do with that energy will determine how you change energies around your home. So you can simmer that for three, four <clears throat> hours. Um, whoever is on Skype, please mute. It's getting a little distracting with everyone else coming in. Um, create this super empowered meaning you give it the time, effort, and energy of ceremonial preparation, that the few hours that it is simmering, you're actually spending the focus of your time putting the energy into it. And then you're going to spread half of it around your outdoors of your property and the four corners of the outside of your house. And whatever is left, you are going to freeze. Okay, For in an emergency scenario, when your home energy feels weird, when something else is going wrong, if you get that fire podium that I'm talking, which is just a little charcoal grill, you know, they're about 15 bucks, gather some wood, have some small wood delivered to your home. So no one's going to care what they do if they see you out with a grill standing in front of it talking. For you to reach the next level of ceremony, you need a speaking place or in many Native American terms, a prayer grounds. And the fire podium or the pot of water will be that position for you, indoors and outdoors. There will be times you can't go outdoors. The snow is too much. That is why you must now bring into your belief system, it is all right for me to do my magic in my kitchen with my own pot. Authorize mm -hmm. it for yourself. Okay? That's wonderful. And I, I, will, I will start implementing that. So that the next feels, thing... That feels ne right. Yeah. The next thing is there's another kind of soup that I want you to do where you, you choose some type of animal bone that you're going to simmer down, beef knuckle, chicken, shrimp, whatever. You're going to really simmer it down as much as you can, and then you're going to put as much prayers for self-healing, self-contemplation, self-reflection, introspection, retrospection, and then you're also going to save that energy, and you're going to add that to your baths in the future. Okay. So intent, introspection, retrospection, hindsight, foresight, so that when you go to take sacred baths that are not just letting down before you go to sleep, you're intending to deeply connect to yourself, you can add a mason's jar worth of that stuff you've boiled down ahead of time that has all that intention in there for you. Okay. Those so are the animal animal bone is more would be more important than like a flower essence for me. At this stage, you need the density of the bone. You are coming out of trauma, pain, 
psychic abuse, spiritual abuse. You need to be truly nurtured in that mom's chicken soup formula. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Combined with sacred with with cranial sacral therapy, in a month and a half to two months, all of this is going to turn around, and you're going to see whole new points of view that are available to you, whole new expressions that are ready to to open up to assist you at the greater understanding of what your personal path in this life is. Your old path was dominated and controlled. You are just seeing the light on a new path. You are in the twilight on a road. You don't really know where that road is leading. You need to give yourself the greatest potential to be there, to be on that road in twilight, to not be afraid, to generate your own personal light. So my next question for you is, as you've been listening to this material and you've talked about the transformational expressions that you've gone through, what are some of the more subtle changes that you've known that you've been been seeing in yourself? Um, speaking my truth, not being afraid to share that uh, the, that uh, not not being afraid to say no. Mm-hmm. And a powerful thing for a mother that has a husband that always wants, 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 wants. Yeah, I was I was in a um, a very abusive sexual relationship where he. Um, he, I worked sexually for him for, for money, for other men. Um, I've been involved in, in, um, Mormon sexual rituals as a, as a child. Um, I've, I've, I've given myself, my soul in every which way that that's possible. And now, now I get to take my, my life back in your own divine co-creative way, not with the skewed perspective of, of stupid men abusing people. Okay? Are you ready to move out of that state? Oh, yes. What is stopping you? What is the actual manifest things that are stopping you? I feel like I've moved out of those states. I'm, I'm, I'm no longer in those types of relationships. No, no, no. I'm talking um, the state you're living in, where all of the traumas reside, the, the actual physical place. My home. Yeah. Um, I guess trust in abundance. Trust in abundance. That I can be on my own. That relates to the young girl who went through abuse, the abuses, who was devalued as worthless, earning money through sexual favors. Okay? You, to, for you to leave Utah will be the greatest spiritual challenge you face in your current de- development, but it will be your greatest success by getting out of the energy of the living suppression energy and back into a natural field that allows other companionships who are your true natural soul family members to find their way to you, not through the filter of abuse, not through the filter of reincarnation, but through the filter of your own divine co-creative choice of who to be in your life. You know full well if you sold your house with whatever money you have, you could move anywhere in the world and be a success 
and still have enough money to be in a small rental, a much smaller of a house that still allows you the freedom of self-co-creation. Well, I'm I'm living with a with a partner, a man who helped me get out of of my abusive relationship, but he's he's in his own level of abuse and not wanting me to, you know, have friends, not wanting me to work, wanting me to be home with him, take care of him. Um, so I'm, I'm working on getting, um, a degree in, um, it's, it's called a yoga therapist degree where I would be able to teach yoga and therapy to help trauma victims, people with PTSD, people, um, women who have, who have been in sexual, um, relationships, destructive relationships to get out of it. So, I'm I'm working my way towards that to free myself and to to create a life on my own because I don't think that my daughter will be coming back to me anytime soon and I don't think that Utah is um it hasn't been the right place for me to be for a very long time but I've stayed for my children. Well, to reclaim the next power is reclaiming even the power you've given to your children, which is the power to continue to subtly abuse you until you come back into the family structure of abuse. You see that? They are still holding yes, the power you've given to them. And taking even yes. that power back and returning yourself to the divine, co-creative, forgiving, true, heart-spaced love being who does not deal with other beings who are still using love with con conditions and strings attached. Whether they're 13 or 56, no matter how innocent or advanced they are, they are still choosing that out of a choice. To abuse your frequency to make force yourself into evolution that is not going to work for you anymore. Forcing you to be a part of the church and all the ridiculous little things that come with that expression that no longer are within your source connection. That's our music and we come back, we will continue this call. Everyone hold on. And welcome back everyone. Caller, are you still there? I am. All right, so we were talking about reclaiming power even from your children. So there is a list of people you need to make that is what you're reclaiming power from and what type of power. From your children, you're reclaiming the power so that they cannot abuse you anymore with their belief system. You are not stopping your relationship with them. You are just stopping the abusive energy exchanges. Does that make sense? Yes, I can. Can you look into it to see if this is if I'm ending a, a deep karmic relationship to these beings, to especially yes, my are. daughter and her yes, father? You, yes, you are. And you are, this, you are, this, this is thousands of years old. Yes, and repeated and being at least repressed by them. At least being repeated four hundred times in the last thousand years. That's how many times you this this soul family has gotten it wrong. It's time for you to immigrate out of this soul family and into a new one. And it may for a while feel like you're in a soul family of one, but you are not. And you have to remind yourself that you are not in a soul family one. You are in an infinite soul family. You just chose to be reincarnated in this light stream that has a dream stream connected to it that has suppression, depression, regression as its modus operandi of forced evolution. 
you are removing yourself from forced evolution and instilling your divine co-creative right of choice. You are not stopping loving anyone. You are opening up to the infinite love of forgiveness that has knowledge behind it, that doesn't allow you to be abused by those who have less knowledge than you or more knowledge. So the religious personalities, you need to make a long list of names and define next to them what you are reclaiming from them. Most of them are going to be your own divine co-creative choice to make sacredness. Okay? There'll be a few others that have mm -hmm. a, few, a few other adjectives and labels and add-ons to it, but that will be determined for the moment. So your intention is to use yoga to go forward in a career. Yes, as of that is the intention right now, yes. How, how much can you actually earn off of it here where you're at right now? Um, not, not a great income from it then that needs to be the source of some of your contemplations between now and February why would you start in some place that's going to start with all the personalities of suppression still there and then try to barely earn enough to keep together hmm. could you give me some suggestions on what I could look at <sighs> bigger cities that don't involve the Mormon expression that allows you to find other communities that are open to people coming for whatever purpose that it is. You know, obviously your soul needs healing, you know, healing so you, you have those people. You know, the East Coast, the West Coast, the Midwest, they all have those communities. And this is where you have to set down some sacred discipline and begin to research those communities. I'm willing to bet there's a tremendous amount of religious programming that has even stopped you from looking where all these other communities even exist. To truly confront it in a sacred discipline format to go, all right, there's this in Los Angeles, there's this in San Diego, there's this in Seattle, there's this in New York, there's this in Georgia, there's this in Florida, and then go and visit one. Or do enough research to say, I've reached a point where I know I can find rent there. I know that I can rent a place to open my business. I know I can do this, this, and this. I can start a website. I've got this, this, and this in my place that allows me the greatest chance of success. Okay? You'll find yourself probably having to have two jobs. As a business owner myself, I can't tell you what goes into producing live shows, products, events, marketing, timetables, lawyers, all that other stuff. You are going to have to deal with that as a business owner. What business experience do you have? Um, well, I've, I was in sales my, my whole, my, most of my career before I entered into um, a, a toxic marriage. Um, I'm also a, I also have healing abilities, and uh, once once I get myself grounded and, and healthy enough, I would I would love to be able to tap into my the, the healing abilities through my hands again. With exposure to cranial sacral therapy, you will have that reopening of your healing hands. Okay, cranial sacral therapy is everywhere. You can go to a website called upledger.com, U P L E D G E R. And right there, you'll see find a therapist in the right-hand right -hand corner, how to take classes. You know, anyone can be certified in, in cranial sacral one in a three-day class. 
and cranial sacral two in a four-day class. You just have to align the schedules and have the money to take them. And you're ready to go out because those two classes are so completive and teaching what it is you need to know to be the most basic or advanced healer through the volume of people that you have coming to you. Because you went through the abuse, that means you will be an incredibly powerful trauma healer. So you may have someone that comes to you that had a car accident and they're just, you know, wanting their neck and their back worked on and you uncover long-term mental abuse that they come from their parents. And you will know this. You will know what mental abuse, you will know what shadows are creating inside of them and go, I've been there. I've seen this illusion and I can remove it. I can assist you in helping understand what it is about an illusion. Remove the trauma from the cellular structures. But to get to that level, you need to let someone heal you so that when your healing hands turn on, you are the healed healer who's healed enough of themselves so they can accurately heal others based off of what they've learned in their lifetime. This lifetime of abuse and trauma that you've been through is setting you up to be a fantabulous, gigantic healer if you should choose to accept the mantle of responsibility that comes with it, keeping a ceremonial life, having a spiritual expression, finding joy and happiness in your own self-healing and self-nurturing, not becoming a martyr to the clients. That's your continuous upkeep of awareness. That's a lot to take in, but you are more than ready for it. Yes, I am. Okay? I am. So begin researching. Where the hell do I want to go? I'll tell you right away, don't, don't go to any of the Las Vegas of sacred places like Mount Shasta or um, Arizona. Truly find a community that has a big enough city that's going to support your business. Anything else is self-defeating. From mm-hmm. sales, you know location, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you don't have that, that space that has all the location benefits by it, how are you going to be able to increase the volumes of clients? You've got to survive. You, know, you can't just survive on bread and water, can you? Does that mean taking a look back at a sales job? Maybe something you can do from home as a telecommute job? You may not like what you're selling, but if you're good enough at sales, it can bring commission stuff in it so that it gives you more time, more effort, more energy to heal yourself and set yourself up to the new place. Taking a step back to the old life doesn't have to be seen as taking a step back. It's securing your future. Have you read the revocation for the shaman's death? I have. I haven't done as much work with that one as I have the masculine, the feminine revocations. I would like for you to begin in your regular upkeep process to all do all three of them in a row. Have no more than a minute or two break between, between starting the next one. So masculine, feminine, and shaman's death. And it doesn't matter in which order you do them. And I would even say at this point for you, it's the speed of the read-through with as much emotional energy as you can put out. You're, you're trying to raise your frequency. 
before you discovered the material, you were at an extremely low frequency because everyone was stealing your energy. As soon as you got your energy back, you have these rises and falls, rises and falls, rises and falls, depression, regression, depression, regression, happiness, depression, regression, all in a repeated cycle. You have to break that cycle so that your energy is the same every day until you give it more energy every day out of your continuous upkeep to your creation. To do what I is that I do is a minimum of 20 hours of personal ceremony and healing every month on top of the 60-hour work weeks. If I don't do that, everything falls apart because my level of awareness has a responsibility to it. Last so the last question I was, ask? Yeah, last week when I was listening to the show, you um, it was a fantastic show with you and, and Kathy, and I truly appreciate the work you do. And you, you had, uh, read Accepting the Fifth World of Peace. And, um, that, I've listened to that probably five times. Just, it, it moved me so much. And is that something that you have, um, printed out that I could also put into my ceremonies? Um, I have an interesting concept about that. So, um, I, I recently lost one of my co-hosts, Natalie, one of my extremely close, 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 close spirit friends. And afterwards, there was this time of mourning, and I had to let the business side just go a little bit so I could do my mourning process and then get back into the endless amount of work that comes with being in a business. And there was this creation process on the, the 11th of November, on 11-11, um, a friend of mine, Mandy, I, I just asked her, can you just write with me? I just need to get back in that creative state. In a little bit more than 10 days, I wrote 55 pages of some of the most amazing material out there. And that show last Monday was a representation of what is for a book, what is the future coming for AndrewBartzis.com, the galactic historian. Um, it compounds itself with all of the teachings you have ever heard me ever say from the beginning first radio show on October 31st, 2013, up until this day, 11, 28, 2016. And it brings information from the future, the ancient future, as a dreaming format. The fifth world of peace represents a Native American teaching from, from the, the Mohawk area that talks about a person known as the peacemaker. And that is something that has been passed down through indigenous cultures through the dawn of time. I connected to that message during my own time of mourning and understanding of the great changes that are coming to human beings and to give it language and prayer format so that in such a way that it connects to people just like you did. Now, I will make some of that available to the members, but right now it's being put into the book format. Um, and I had to share it publicly. I had just finished that creationary process, and I knew it will help millions when they find themselves exposed to it, just like you, just from a handful of words being spoken from heart space. Thank you for it. It's it's profound, and I have a deep connection to to the First Nations and to Mother Gaia and. Uh, and I'm I'm here I'm here for the um, fifth world bringing of peace. the world back to, to, back exactly. to nature. Exactly. 
back to nature. That was your soul's frequency purpose for immigrating here in the first place. So you are on your life path. It just takes an expansion of perception and perspective. You were coming from a limited perspective and, and expansion. Now you have an unlimited one. Don't fall back into the old habit patterns. That's the message of the shaman's death. Create new ones that are very beneficial for you. You can go back and listen to that one and, and, and use it for your own purpose. Um, again, I will be releasing some of that in probably January or February, but you know, there's a tremendous editing process that goes to preparing the stuff for publication. Well, I look forward to that work coming out. Alrighty. Darling, I must let you go and move on to the next caller. You have been an incredible teacher to a lot of people out there. Thank you so much for having the courage and calling in. Thank you for answering my call. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Very special. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to move on to the next caller. The next caller is Moji. Are you there? It's been a long time since we talked. Hi, Andrew. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. I can't believe I'm speaking with you. Oh my goodness. Here we go. I get nervous again. Every time I hear your voice. Oh my gosh. So great to hear your voice. So great to connect, reconnect with you again. Mm-hmm. So how, how have things been going? Uh, well, um, I wanted to share with you about um, the dragon uh, videos that you had completed a while back okay. and it's been coming into my awareness so strongly and um, and I have to tell you that everything that was on the video is happening to me right now. Um, when you first called and I talked about the body and the art network that was coming within you, I, I knew that it would eventually come come to this for you. And it's a matter of choice and acceptance. And now you're getting new layers of choice and acceptance. It isn't is easy there... dealing with dragon energy, let me tell you. I'm sorry? It isn't dealing easy dealing with the dragon energy. I know this firsthand. You know, I was a little reluctant about wanting to discuss this, you know, on the air. But I felt that there's so many um, others that are in the same place as I am because I've connected with so many other beings that feel the same as I do. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's, it's how, how do we maneuver through this, Andrew? Changing the scale in which you think, where you're no longer acting on your individual local bubble, you accept your galactic citizenship and then your universal citizenship and make that a day of victory in your personal hall of records that the ceremony you create when you accept the rites of passage as being a dragon communicator and the many densities that require their levels of communication to create ceremonial time only form of communication that there never again is recreational communication in your frequency to make that sacred discipline so ingrained into your heart that the mission will never be lost, you'll never be a zealot, you'll never be a martyr because you're acting from the truth of your sacred discipline. That is what they're asking. And that's what they asked me when I was nine years old. It's a lot of responsibility. Because it has awareness to it. 
If your awareness says something's subtly coming into your energy field and you ignore it for three weeks and then it zaps you, that is your own fault. And that goes for everyone out there. With awareness comes responsibility. And when these greater beings want to work with you, they're asking you to honor your awareness in such a way that you won't defeat yourself while they're working with you or bring something negative into the frequency that can counter their abilities. They want you to come from non-hierarchical order, equal co-creation, non-competition. And they will be the exact reflection of that non-competition, non-hierarchical order, equal co-creation, making the mind manifest in the dream to the reality. There's the equation. And the equation involves responsibility to awareness. You know, I was never able to do the, the dragon's with Natalie, the, the newest version before she passed on. It was one of the one things we weren't able to do. Um, handful of things that we weren't able to cover before her passing. But let me tell you, um, what has come to me from doing the Dragons event series and communications and writings after it has been massively expanding. You know, you hear me say 20,000 Akashic Record Worlds. Well, it's up over 150,000 now. And eventually it'll be unlimited. And I know that because the beings that are coming to me in one degree of galactic and universal separation who have heard this message in English in a, in a format of zeros and ones in a tw base 26 language of 26 letters in the alphabet who understand the soul frequency and message behind it. We are creating it all. No one else is. We are. And with that awareness of we are creating it all comes the responsibility of disciplined focus. So when higher density beings step down their density to work with us in the now, that we've honored ourselves enough to make sure we don't defeat ourselves. That's exactly what's been happening. Yeah, it ain't I easy. Have, I'm sorry? It isn't easy. Actually... In, in, when I actually went through the connection with the, um, the, ener the dense energies and, and that you, you know, uh, just expressed, it is very, it's, it's just like communicating like I do with you. Yeah. And, and there is that level of awareness and respect that is shown to me. And in, in, um, in, and desire to assist, which is really, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. So, where you're at right now, what is your hardest challenge? And know you're being a teacher spirit for many right now. So, ask your questions. Don't worry about the audience. The dragons are here working with us. You know that. Right. What is the hardest thing you're dealing with right now? So we can make your reality much more easy to deal with. That is what I do. I know. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I am right now, Andrew. And I'm so grateful to you. I know that everything that I've you know, achieved, it's, it's your words, it's your guidance that's brought me to this. I know that. Mm -hmm. And I'm can't thank you enough. And I can't thank you enough for having the courage to call in every time you've called. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, 
listening to my heart. <sighs> Give it words. If you have to give it light language first, give it light language. Might be easier to translate. <sighs> to go beyond what I what I am right now. To fully, in total awareness, remember this. Yesterday, I would say yesterday morning, I woke up demanding to know my demanding to to connect with my full awareness of my consciousness my abilities i i i i want i want in full awareness of my complete abilities all right so let me help you right now so there's a part of you that knows that is your divine co-creative will to create that focus and make that a part of you Correct. Sympathetic and the parasympathetic side, which are not your higher soul, are still dealing with the instant gratification of why don't I have my awareness now and using it as justification to block it from you. Okay. Okay. So this is a uh, metaphorical spiritual self-surgery. You have to recognize the sympathetic side, which is when the soul comes into the body with great love and desire to learn and it goes and does it. And then this parasympathetic side, which is our shadow side that is constantly in self-defeatist ego perceptions, who believes it's the soul and you're not, you need to make an internal group of dialogues directed to the sympathetic and the parasympathetic to actually give you what you're asking for and to remove the instant gratification factors from the demanding. It is your divine co-creative will to demand it of your soul in such a way of equal co-creation, non-competition, non-hierarchical order, and not instant gratification. That is the mechanical malfunction of your energy right now. And it's just a mechanical, it is not a spirit issue. And thousands and thousands of listeners are in the same place right now. They've used the revocation. They've got their energy. But when they want to go to that next level, there's a governor stopping them. And mm -hmm. that is our mechanical, sympathetic, and parasympathetic that have ancient programs in them from long ago that were created in such a way so that we wouldn't get to our highest level unless we did the self-healing and self-nurturing that acknowledges the instant gratification side. So... For you, it's a rites of passage, honoring the victory ceremony that does the self-surgery as the victory, victory ceremony that says, I'm engaging my sacred discipline to use my awareness, to be responsible to my level of awareness so that me telling the soul I demand to have my fullness, I can learn it. I don't need to learn it in one second. It may take days, weeks, months, or years, but I will still accept that. All right, that is our music, and when we come back, Moji, we'll continue this conversation. Thank you. <clears throat> welcome, 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 everyone. We are back. Moji, are you still there? I am. All righty. So we were talking about 
that engaging the sacred discipline side and no longer using the recreational side for the highest levels of communication. And that's something I know that you're not necessarily struggling with, but are trying to figure out how you can do it in a more effective way. Did I lose you? Nope, I'm still here. Can you hear oh, me? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Mm, so can you elaborate on that a little bit? You now, for a little more than a, a what, two years ago we did a reading and on live on air just after the dragons? And since um, then you've been going through that process? I want, Yeah, about two and a half years ago, I would say, uh, yeah. It, are you ready to engage the other side and what I'm going to call in a spiritual action plan, where you take the information from them and you make a spiritual action plan of rituals and ceremonies that empower you to have what it is you're demanding. Fullness of knowledge and wisdom equal to your level of responsibility, because there may be stuff that come to your awareness that you're not ready to be responsible for, and to make a separation of density so those teacher spirits that come to you to tell you about your history, your responsibility, so on and so forth, aren't stepping on your journey of learning about the greatness of your mission, the greatness to be inside yourself. I like to think that, you know, um, I've been preparing for that, and in awareness, um, as you know, when I first came to you four years, three years ago, four years ago, I don't remember how long it was, time just, it's just um, goes by so fast, um, that I was in some awareness of that, but now everything's coming to more clarity. Um, one of the things that, and, and to answer your question, yes, I am ready. Um, I feel that the more comes forth um, and the more awareness I receive is what I can be able to assist with and put back into and, and grow myself within myself first before I can do anything beyond. So I like to say, yes, I am ready. So that first process of the spiritual action plan is you building an archive of all of your greatest things you've learned about your personal awareness and how your personal awareness has expanded so that you see a flow chart of your expansion of awareness over the last few years. What are the greatest okay. lessons you've learned? This is not just a common victory ceremony. This is a bullet point in your face lesson of my expansion of awareness and what I'm truly ready for and what I learned about something early that took me days, weeks, or months to get over. Because there are new layers of information that may have some equivalency of your early part of the journey that is too much for you. And with the action plan, you will be able to define to the spirits that are working with you how to create a teaching lesson that doesn't overwhelm you, that doesn't step on your journey, that doesn't bog you down, but allows awareness to expand by one, two, three percent each day, each week, each month, each year that you choose to invest the sacred discipline that has the continuous upkeep to it, which is communicating in the spirits in a, in a, in a format of non-polarity. However, whatever format you use to get into the forum in the format is your choice. I teach an open source way for each and every being to find their divine co-creative will, to reclaim their spirit. You are doing this on a micro level. You're reclaiming your ability to know without instant gratification driving the demand. That means your soul, 
and you, the Moji of the now, is in equal co-creation with the dreaming side who holds all of that knowledge, wisdom, and ability and is not doing it in a hierarchical form. It is waiting for you to come into non-hierarchy and to accept the layers of revelations that come with it. So you have to see this as a an overarching three-month or four-month ceremony that needs three or four sub-ceremonies each month. So when you arrive at the end, from focus-driven desire to have instant gratification taken away from your choice, so that the trueness of the choice allows you to accept the information that's being taught to you. Does that make sense? It does. It reminds me of what you had shared with me before, is that um, it is... It is um, myself that has come forth to bring these spiritual gifts for me. That's right. So an overarching ritual of success, one that drives home the, the non, not the taking away the instant gratification. The next part is building an archive of new material, okay? new expansions. The old way of recording is the old way. The new you, the modernized you that is ready for the level of awareness to come, needs to have an archive of her own material, whether it's audio, written, video, whatever it is. It's for your own personal growth. If you choose to share it at a future date, that is another choice for another ancient future now you to decide upon. But you, the human being going through the experience, needs this archive so they can touch, feel, shape it, and form it like clay so you can truly understand your own messages coming to you in their own layers. Drawings, scribblings, writings, quotes, they need to be formulated in something you can touch and feel. The next part, this will probably be one of those things you'll listen to over a handful of times to truly hear the layers in it. You are already operating at third density in non-duality. But you, the moji of the now, is still has a perception that there is a duality because the reality rules are still shared. There is a fourth density you who is in non-duality who has a relationship to a fifth density personality which is actually the you working with dragons all over the galaxy in such a form and format of unity consciousness amongst those dragon kind alone, who is then stepping down the information in a light language to your fourth density self, who is trying to teach the third density self what the infinite fifth density information is. There is a chain of custody from fifth to fourth to third. And you are the direct receiver of that chain of custody of information that has been stepped down into this limited third density light format that still has the veil of separation in it. See the chain of custody in your meditative process from third to fourth to fifth, all in non-duality, non-competition. You bring those word formats to your third density expanded genius mind and your crown will connect to your fourth density crown 
And then you bring that genius of expansion and awareness of non-duality, non-competition, non-hierarchical order to your fifth density. And you will be able to follow every line of creation from the dragon kind and step it down into the fourth density mind, who will then step it down into your third density mind. And there will be no middleman ever again. They're going through a healing right now just hearing it. What kind of confirmations are you getting? Oneness. Beautiful. There are many forms of oneness. Practice on one or two right now. Is there another question that you want to ask? There is, actually. Um, you know, in one of your video, um, you, meant, you made a statement. May I, may I express it? May I say it? Okay. You said... When we choose to step out and be our multidimensional self, this I am presence will finish its experience. And you can come back and finish it later. And you, you can go off to do things that is your birthright and legacy. Mm -hmm. There are some skills we need to learn. And these are techniques of blah, 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 and it goes on and on. This is what I'm feeling, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have already done the groundwork to get to that level of black belt environment. I will use that, that terminology. You're already a double black belt, but there's still three layers above to get to that, the, the highest level of black belt. Your three-year journey for others is a 40-year journey. That's how much help you have. And you said that's how much help I have? Yeah. And, Yourself. you know, oh, self. Okay. I'm wondering because, you know, you'd mentioned Ooh. that. Ooh. So the next layer of skills, I know the rest of the quote is learning to manifest and unmanifest your body. Correct. With that comes a great awareness that when you unmanifest your body, you are ending contracts, vows, and agreements with everything in this world. Unless you to do, choose to do it in another format, which is by location. Right which is a different level of awareness, meaning you're right. truly accepting your multidimensional self. And there's emoji here that continues on in third density with some level of awareness of what their bilocated self is doing based off their ability to just stay grounded in themselves and connected into the dream world in a non-duality format. Knowing full well the part that you created to go off as be the bilocation is there to do it as part of your divine co-creative will and is not separate from your experience. There is responsibility that comes to that level of awareness. You could over-worry about that other, that other bilocated version of yourself and destroy its process even before it gets on its journey. Like a mother not, not you know, going out with their kid for the first day on the bus. When you create that divine co-creative bilocated self, you aren't that mother overwatching the child anymore. You have accepted at a new layer. Correct. I know you got another question. Go, just go ahead and ask it. Um, no resistance <laughs> in your mind. Well, it is. Do you recall when I shared with you about, um, you know, turning my body into light and coming yep. back? I do. Okay, so 
I, you know, I've, I've listened to our, you know, recordings, God knows so many times over and over to try to, you know, and I, can you go in, is this, is this how I will be manifesting my, my, my. So part of it has the parasympathetic instant gratification and expectation behind it. Got it. It is far more expansive than that. Okay. And in a sense, you have to allow everything that you've learned to just be a teacher so the present you is creating something on top of that. That is getting to the next level of creating your personal archive so that when a future you comes to a moment where the archive is expanded, your personal awareness in that moment is expanded and your ability to create more light inside you till eventually and inevitably you create so much light inside yourself, your awareness says, Does, do I need to be contractually bound to this world? And if so, what are the greater implications to myself and third, fourth and fifth density who are not trying to compete with me but still have desires and understandings to be here? I cannot step on the journey of myself either, but allow okay. the journey of myself to be in full divine co-creative power. This is in layers. Yes. I'm actually seeing it as you speak. Mm -hmm. Because I'm talking to the third, fourth, and fifth density of you who has a chain of custody to pass down high-density dragon-instilled information to the lowest-density light being. Okay? Not that you're the lowest of the world. That's, every, no. that's what this world is right now. Right. Wow. I'm actually feeling it. I, I felt it when you first started talking about it and, and I was processing it. And, and that's why you said you're actually going through a healing is because I was able to see all of them simultaneously. And that's why I said I feel that oneness. It's like literally. It's no uh, longer trickling in. It's dripping uh, in. It's coming more and more and more. Don't overwhelm yourself. So the dragons that I see around me. What about them? They're, they're, I mean, are they a part of this process in assisting with this to bring me back home or bring me into that connectedness and, you know, to assist? Is that, is that who, I mean, because there are different dragons that are coming in, you know. Um, I, I want you to, to just for this conversation and to not change the whole point of view, just for this conversation to see the dragons as connector beings or interconnector beings. Okay. They're trying to connect you to your chain of evidence, your chain of custody, or they're trying to interconnect you with something else that has another chain of custody information that cannot be intercepted or interfered with. Because you are working beyond fifth density. It just doesn't apply to the conversation now other than getting the chain of evidence to your awareness so that you can pick apart light by light, frequency by frequency, and have an individuated vision that gives you a synopsis of what it might mean to this world. So, Andrew, would it be... Um, it, it, I wonder if this is a part of the... the um, the human, you know, humanness, I would say, um, that's holding me back. It's that I have this tug of war that I feel that this is my journey and I need to move forward with this journey. And yet I, it's, it's, is it a belief system that I feel that I need to 
express and share and bring forth, you know, what I experienced, the knowledge and, and so forth. And I feel this, I feel like I'm being stifled when I have that experience or that, you know, thought that comes in my mind. I feel like I'm being, like a rope is being, you know, um, put around my throat and it's yanking me back when I have that feeling, even just when I said it right now. Um, and yet, you know, I knew that we're all going through this process. So I want to know very, very specifically, Andrew, if you are able to share with me, I know that you know, and I know that you've expressed it before, and I know that you had expressed about the soul codes and, you know, about, um, I, I feel the desire to, to move forward with this awareness that's coming in, you know, that I, you know, read from what you had expressed without having any attachment to what needs to happen or what has to happen in assistance with humanity. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. It makes full, full sense. When I was 9, 10, 11 years old, I made those sets of choices. Okay. So the first thing to understand is the context in which we are in. In third density, we are agenda-driven, spiritual contract-driven entities. Whether you're incarnating or reincarnating, doesn't matter. Our fourth density self is the non-agenda side. It is the medium to all other higher versions of ourself that don't use agendas, but oftentimes outcomes don't have agendas behind them. Another layer here is you're asking if there is a belief system. Yes, there are three belief systems conflicting your choices right now. One is the early programs that created so Moji can become a prepubescent woman, a teenager, and live into the life that you, uh, you have. That is your parasympathetic spiritual mechanical programming you're dealing with that chooses adrenal gland and separation and duality to stay in the reality, to stay shared reality rules. And then there's the Moji who went through the experiences and had to change all of her belief systems. And then there's the Moji who's now aware of so much of her responsibility with this chain of evidence and the spiritual gifts that you have. And the subtle layers of instant gratification from the parasympathetic side that are demanding confirmation when it doesn't come. It comes in layers and it's the parasympathetic going, you'll never learn anything, self-defeat is so on and so forth. And the third, the the... The really tricky part of the third part of the belief system, you know you are entitled to this process of change, but you cannot speed it up or slow it down because it has its own divine no-time plan. For you, it's the challenge of equal co-creation, non-competition, non-hierarchical order, because that's what the beings of higher density are defining to you. That is the way we move from third density to fourth density, accept our chain of custody, make the set of choices based off of awareness, and don't step on our greater journey that may uncover beautiful lessons for us. Does that help? It does. It actually... Um you know, earlier when I expressed, you know, there's responsibility, that was that other layer of Moji that still is in that, um, you know, the, the third dimensional, mm. you know, Moji that, you know, still feels that sense of responsibility because she feels like there's something that she still needs to do. So that is released at this moment right here, right now. So Beautiful. that this, you know, Moji that is in con in, in connection with, you know, the fourth, fifth and higher and, sixth, seventh, whatever, ninth, and whatever it goes all the way to however can be able to connect and receive um, 
simultaneously without any of these interferences of the third dimension, th third density um, thoughts and beliefs and blah, blah, blah. So first layer is work on that parasympathetic deprogramming. Okay. Replace and the self-defeatist programs with self-loving programs. Replace right. the obvious label programs with their antithesis and opposite of divine co-creative will and choice. All right, Oji, that is the, our break. I'm going to have to let you go. And when we come back, we're going to move on to the next caller. Thank you so much for calling. I love you. Thank you for everything. Welcome back, everyone. We've had some amazing callers. And our last caller for the day is going to be 510. Your name and where you're calling from? 510. Hi, your name and where you're calling from? Uh, Yasmin Nabor. Okay, where are you calling from? California. California. How did you find out about the show? Um, through a friend that your show okay so what prompted you to want to have a call in today um i would like to know about my galactic history okay so what year were you born 1985 just one second let me tune into you all right so as i track back your history the last lifetime that you were living as a human being you were living in the hollow earth in um, the Athusa society um, so you have actually not chosen to live on the surface of the earth in quite some time so the last 1100 years you have been living in the hollow earth incarnation or reincarnation network this is actually your only your third lifetime um, early 1961 you were just a, a two-year-old child when you passed on as part of a karma and in 1966 you were also born and died just after birth as part of resolution of karma and then the next life you had was this lifetime where you were born so that you could be in a in a more accurately reflective soul family that could begin to raise some of your higher potential so for the last 900 years, your, your, your lifetimes is solely hollow earth. Um, that's not something that I regularly get on the radio shows. Um, in fact, I, if I'm thinking about it, there's only been one other person that has called into a live radio show, so this is a unique opportunity. So your hollow earth life formats have set up a, an ability to understand what beings are in extinction with the DNA process a higher level of knowing of understanding and working with the womb chakras, higher level of knowing of understanding of working with um, fertility-based concepts of direct manifestation of life force past the incarnation, reincarnation grid. Um, as I track further back, let's say I'll go 5,500 years ago, this is when your soul chose to end its surface expression, um, being Lemurian, traveling through time, operating through mission-based processes, um, you settled a, a tremendous amount of your this day or time travel paradoxal issues. So from 5,000 BC to 2,600,000 BC is when 
you were doing most of your Atlantean time travel missions to set up for the future lifetime so you can stay in hollow earth and not have to be on the surface and go through a different density expression. So when you chose your greater awakening, it would jump from you from fourth density to fifth density and operate at a fifth density potential. So let me go back six million, nine million, eleven million years ago. Um, you're actually, um, we'll just say, a member of a really big ship that could have 10 or 20 million people on it. It's a single ship. Um, it travels all over the galaxy, visits other galactic clusters on a, let's just say, fact-finding mission of what's going on in general in third, fourth, and fifth density worlds that are out there. Um, understanding what's going on in their culture and then integrating those new cultures into a database. So you are, you know, a spiritual anthropologist along with, you know, millions of others that are communicating with other forms of life through their version of channeling. So with what's going on in our world now, you have a tremendous amount of people that are connecting to ships, channeling, connecting to teachers, guides, so on. You actually did that in the past, many millions of years ago, to other worlds. And that is within your potential now to have those types of beings that are in light ships right now to be able to communicate to you in that format because you have done both sides many, many times before. As I go further here, let's go 31, 32, 33 million years ago. This is when you first immigrated to Earth. You came from the Lyrian format, the cat people. You were already at a seventh density format, so Earth was a seventh density world at that time. And it was very easy for you to immigrate here and take on the DNA skin suits with the exact purpose of coming in as a teacher, one who understands the frequencies of light and time. And you've done the teacher thing over and over and over again until finally you wanted to become the student again and learn something new. And that's ultimately the choice of why you chose to be in the Galactic Ascension Machine. Too much of the other experiences in other worlds were tired and repetitive and you wanted the brand new experience, which included the eighth color of time. Hmm. That's your galactic history. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let me ask you a question. In my heart, I don't know why exactly. You feel connected to it, don't you? I feel sad. Why? And I feel angry. I don't know why. Okay. You feel sad and angry. You asked a question that triggered something. Now you have to go into yourself and go, why would I be sad and angry? I just got a synopsis of my ever-evolving potential and realizing that this world is such a limited world. And if I can just break out of the box of my own perceptions, I can change everything around me. It is a matter of choice now. Choice to engage the happy frequencies and disengage those sad frequencies that have been steering your boat in the wrong direction. How? Force of will. That's the first part. To make moments sacred. To deny the sympathetic and the parasympathetic or external forces from creating depression within you, from creating negative tears. Oftentimes we misperceive our tears. I can tell you I have people that have you know, burst into tears when they're reading the contract revocations for the first time because they're overwhelming, they're parasympathetic, and their soul is ecstatic. Mm -hmm. 
first thing first is take back, take back the sympathetic control to create positive tears. Take back and claim the power that allows you to be happy in your body at any moment in time. Break the mold. I have like this big desire to be in service and I feel blocked and I don't know how to like unblock it, but I okay. have this drive every day. Mm-hmm. I feel this thing, but somehow I don't know if it, I don't know doubt or I don't know exactly. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. And the not knowing, crazy, I guess. It's just like, there's like fear. But then I'm aware of all the things that are happening, but like somehow I can't get out of the circle. Like the, the, like the same thing. And I ask myself if it's so easy to get mad, why is it so hard when I realize that I'm angry and I can change my mood and it just takes a smile and I know it works. Why is it so hard the other way? Because that's the only way we've been taught. That's how culture has imprinted us. That's how life has imprinted us. That's how mom and dad imprinted us. That's how our, our relations imprinted us. The wrong way. That's why it's so hard. And changing the wrong way into the right way is the true definition of self-healing and self-nurturing at such a way that allows you to be in your body happy in the now, out of choice, Can I ask um, the karma between me and my mother? Sure. So what is your mother's name and date of birth? Sonia Hernandez. Okay. I don't know exactly. I think it's 1967. Okay. One second. I'm not totally sure. That, that's fine. Um, did she really send you to church when you were young? Yeah. And you despised it? No, I enjoyed going to church. So the karma between you is about the church at the more subtle and spiritual layers. You know you're going through a spiritual awakening that goes beyond the definitions of what the church allows. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And your mom has her own belief systems about what's going to happen. You are expanding so fast that the contracts that your mother and you came up with at the, at the early in the childhood fetus aren't applying anymore. You were supposed to be born with your mother to resolve a, a tremendous amount of previous life stuff from the hollow earth. The last 900 years, the last 700 years, you were in hollow earth, meaning you are not sharing common, common, common contracts. This is about the greater development of spirituality in the family systems and how both mothers and fathers and siblings, aunts and uncles can stop that greater process at the earliest of ages so that when we come to the adult age of accepting our responsibility, we can still love those teachers but no longer allow them to change who we are at the most youngest of ages, to go back into ourselves to do the self-healing and self-nurturing that removes the imprints, removes the parasympathetic programs, and replaces them with the divine co-creative power of the self-choice. 
Where are those tears really coming from? Ask yourself that. I guess, I mean, towards her, it's like, definitely like abandonment. But I don't know because it's like we've been trying a long time to fix our relationship and... Every now and then, you have a car that's so broken down, you can't put any more money into it. And the relationship with you and your mother is a broken down car right now. That doesn't mean you can't get a brand new car and have a new relationship, but the car you have now is so broken, it needs to be sent to the recyclement bin. You have repeated this between her so many times. Get rid of the jalopy. Create a new one. Create a new you so that her will have to see you as the child that came out of her womb and will have to have a new perception of you based off of the new power you are projecting through yourself, which is connecting to the divine source, accepting to the greater wisdom that's coming to you and from you right now, becoming a healer, having people lay hands and heal you, going through your expansion of awareness and your contraction of old belief systems so new ones can evolve with you. What can, what can I do to start that? Right now, I'm available. I'm okay. available. I'm asking for to career-wise to just please show me what to do because I feel lost. And I keep traveling and expanding in other ways. But honestly, I, this desire is so intense in me that that's all I want to do. Just right, be so, of service 100%. Well, you can never be fully in service 100%. When you are fully in service 100%, you're not in service to yourself and you're defeating the mission before it even began. That's the first thing you have to tell yourself. If I'm going to be in service, that this is a a 50-kilometer run. You can't do it, a 50-kilometer run every day and 100% of it. You will burn out. The greatest service you can do now is to tell yourself, I must be 70% or 30% in service to the world and the rest of it in service to myself so I can build up the endurance to do the 50-kilometer run. Self-heal, self-nourish, expand your knowledge and wisdom, take classes, have people heal you, do colonics, do colon cleanses, change the nature of your food. Everything that was imprinted on you by your mother at the most fundamental layers needs to be re-looked at. What foods you truly like versus what foods you know you can no longer eat because they put something in your intestinal tract that no longer is good for you. Pork is one example. You got to get rid of. If you truly want to make the jump into the next level, you got to stop eating the pork. Why? Because it retains a lot more of its death process than the other animals that are out there. And if it's not ritually prepared and have energy over it, pork will transfer a lot more dense information from the pig to you. Another example, the type of water you're drinking. Are you doing pH balanced water? No. No, you need pH balanced water. You need a good colon cleansing, why? Because it's what you've retained from your mother the last 20 years. Let it go. Give yourself the free, free, fresh, clean slate to make the choice of where we want to go. 
with the knowledge that you are still being of service to the world. And as you build your endurance, you will be more of service and more of service. But as long as you're telling yourself, I want to be 100% service to that, you are never going to actually do it. Because it requires service to the world, requires service to the self, so you can maintain the co-creation of knowledge and wisdom you are creating with your own divine source. Do you recommend areas in which I can travel or look into for school or anything that comes up? That what kind of job have you been doing? I haven't really been like working like in society. I've been in in the farm, working with plants. Okay. When's the last time you had a a job, an actual paid job? Like five years ago. Why has it gone that long? Because this job provides me enough so I can just travel. So I okay. just. It's, it's, still it's still subsistence living. You have to get out of the mode of the person that chose five years ago to be at subsistence level living. You need to be in thriving level living. This is why you and your mother are so at odds to each other. She wants you to thrive but doesn't know how to teach you that. And your relationship and spiritual contracts are so radically different that you have to get into abundance. So my first recommendation to you is find a big city that you can live in with rent. Find any job, any job. It doesn't matter what it is, that it isn't subsistence living. It may be two part-time jobs and go three or four months and still do your own ceremonies where you begin to make moments sacred. You use the contract revocations to tell the world what your boundaries are, to give yourself that time to program the reality around you and deprogram the self-defeatist parts of your that are within each and every one of us and then to find healing time for yourself more than just a bath a week five baths a week with epsom salt and candles where you read the revocations out while you're in the bath giving yourself the true self-healing and of personal ceremony relation time to the self and then get to the point where you can tell your story to the fire have a greater ceremony that is just you with a nice roaring fire that you can get related to, snuggle up in the warmth with, and tell it some of your greatest secrets. Because that's the other thing holding you back. You have all of this in you, and you can't tell it to anyone. You have to make relationships with the unseen world. Acknowledge the ancestral spirits who go seven generations in the past. Acknowledge the, uh, the ancestors that are seven generations into the future. Take the sacred discipline. Apply it to your self-healing and self-nurturing. What is your greatest desire when being in service to the world? What, what would you see yourself as? I see myself talking to a lot of people and helping in some way. Okay. And dancing. Okay. And working with children. Okay. Those are all ephemeral subjects that you really haven't researched. You're asking about school. If you're going to be talking to people, public relations, public communication. Those are the types of fields you want to go into. And those are easy associate's degree, two-year degrees 
All the while, you can go learn some form of healing technique. Well, I'll tell you the truth. There are five million women out there trying to be dance instructors. What makes you any better than the rest of them right now? There's 10 million yoga instructors worldwide. What steps you out from the others? It'll be your public speaking and your public engagement of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Stop being afraid of the stage. Doesn't matter what subject you're talking about. Let go of the girly dreams of being a dancing teacher because that's just a girly dream. Okay. Unless you're going to develop, put a 90 hours a week into dancing, you aren't going to be a success at it. You aren't going to make enough money to thrive at it because you're competing against the youth. Stop competing against the youth inside yourself. Accept the power that's being told to you. Well, if I'm talking to people, what am I talking about? What do I know that I can start a group and invite people to come over to my own home or go over to their homes and have a talking group? Whether it's talking about knitting or books or spirituality. You run the group. Practice the, that type of personality that isn't in ego when they do it. Write a book. Do a radio show. 19 bucks a month, you can go and do blog talk radio four days a week if you wanted. And probably build up an audience of people who want to hear you and what it is that you're bringing up. Are you ready to be your own business owner? Okay, who's thriving and not barely surviving at subsistence? You could probably move to any of the place that it's legal to, for cannabis and become a cannabis trimmer if you know plants. Hell, growing plants. That's one of the biggest growing industries out there is people that can really trim and not butcher a plant. Could you do that 20 hours a week to make four grand a month? Because that's what a lot of them get paid or more if they're good at it. You like plants? That's an obvious answer for you right there. What would your mom say if you were trim trimming cannabis in a legal state? Um, well, that's what I've kind of been doing for the five years. Okay. Okay. Right now, I'm heading to South America, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go for six months. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's running away. The, I, I will be bluntly honest with you. You're at a stage where you have to start picking up books and learning. And learning and enjoying learning. And then separate what is recreational learning versus your sacred learning. Focus on public speaking. And the books you learn are what you talk about. And then after doing six months of that, you go back into your ceremony, you go back into your rituals, and you use hindsight to see how you've grown. You are on a verge of a great awakening, one of your own awareness that's going to say every time you expand your awareness, new sets of responsibilities come up. And if we ignore our new sets of responsibility to the seen and the unseen world, we're still allowing ourselves to feed us parts in. It's like really intense. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when you guys call in. <laughs> that's what you're asking My for. Heart, like, a lot of yeah. 
It's not about the pressure. It's about taking the pressure off. No, yeah, like in, in, yeah. Like in the heart chakra. It's yeah. Like, oh. Take the pressure off. Put your hands over your heart right now and just pull the energy away and throw it away. You don't need that pressure. That is your parasympathetic making your blood, your heart go faster, activating the adrenal gland so you don't allow the fullness of the message in. That's what the parasympathetic and ego does. It tries to redact our experience, stop us from having the fullness of it in memory. Have you heard, I, have you heard yeah. me talk about cranial sacral therapy? I did earlier in the, with the other caller. I will, I will tell you that is something you want to go and seek very, very, very much. You can go to the website upledger.com and you can find a therapist there. Um, you truly need that now. So more clarity and more focus comes to your whole auric body. You've been living on this subsistence level for too long and you need more energy in your overall personality every day. You're really only operating on 10% of your total available energy right now. Imagine what life is going to be like when you're 30% or 50% or 80% available to you. That should be your drive, opening up the new frequencies of energy so you can store them in your body and not robbing Peter to pay Paul with energy. Yes. Okay. Have that you read the, 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 the Shaman's Death Revocation? I have not. Um, if you have not read any of the contract revocations, that is something you have to take at the sacred discipline level. Figure out how to read them in your own environment, out loud, with power behind them. And begin I've read the feminine and the masculine. Yeah, you need to do all of them, plus the shaman's death. That's the most important one for you. All righty.